Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. I am your one and only voice for today. Today's episode is going to be about three primary topics, but it's going to get a little ADD and all over the place because I want to share part of my story uh, with you in a way that is concise and convicting for me and also uh, tad vulnerable, etc., etc., etc. So we're going to be discussing uh, co-parenting, divorce, self-worth, and... I don't know, maybe a bunch of other things. So let's rock and roll. I know that there are a lot of folks in my in my sphere that I that I meet um, who have gone through divorce uh, some multiple times, who are uh, in relationships where they aren't happy, where they're they're curious and wondering if divorce is the right option, um, even. Uh, you know, just dating or long-term relationships where the fear is that uh, maybe it will end. And uh, I I mean, I can tell you that divorce is not ever fun or easy. The separation, you know, whether you were legally married or just partners for a long time, um, that process is not ever fun or easy. Nobody nobody is ever thrilled to go through that. Uh, separating property and separating homes and creating two new lives, especially if you have children, uh, creating the balance of who gets the kids when and how does, you know, how do you balance and work through all of those details? And it can be really hard. Uh, and by really hard, I mean, it can be really fucking hard to, uh, to, to work alongside of a human who you were once in love with and now are not with anymore um, in a way that is peaceful and agreeable about the family unit, right? Like that is, uh, it doesn't even make sense to say out loud, really. Uh, and especially in my, in my scenario, my world where I caused a fucking load of pain uh, for my ex-wife and I imagine, you know, for my kids kind of residually through that for myself, uh, for friendships and relationships in my life. I just went on a really shitty spree of human living. And we, uh, so to, to have been the one to cause so much pain, uh, I would never suggest that I was the only one to cause pain, but I'm also willing to take a brunt of the, or most of the responsibility there. And, you know, to, to have been, the primary causer of very actual pain. Um, it felt very important to me to pursue a, an equal co-parenting, positive co-parenting relationship with my ex-wife. Um, I tried that from the moment I left. Uh, I have not always succeeded. Um, there's, there are a lot of details in trying to figure out how to co-parent well that are confusing and difficult and take uh, a great deal of understanding and communication. And sometimes the communication and understanding isn't there. Uh, and one of the two parties just has to remain as dedicated to that good, healthy co-parenting cause in order to get through some more of the shit. Uh, so here's a little bit of my story. Um, I was, I got married in 2012, um, and story, story, story. There's a lot of details in here. I'll skip through most of the story. Um, 
we ended up moving away to Nashville and uh, I don't think either of us were very satisfied with ourselves or with one another. Uh, We were having a very, very difficult time communicating and trying to understand one another and being on the same page. In the midst of that frustration of being in a relationship uh, where communication is not good, uh, it's not really present, I took it upon myself to totally just destroy uh, some pieces of my integrity that I had hoped to hold on to for a long time. And what I mean by that is uh, I've always been, I've always liked to party and not always, but most of my adult life, I've enjoyed partying and drinking and hanging out and I've been in the bar business or had been in the bar business for a very long time. So living in Nashville, uh, I was bartending full time and really gave myself to that space. Uh, I don't think there's anything wicked or evil about tending bar or uh, living a lifestyle where you're, you know, up most mostly at night and sleep some through the day and whatever. It just is a choice. Uh, it all comes down to integrity and how we choose to handle that. And for me, I lost some of myself and some of my integrity in the midst of some spiritual deconstruction, in the midst of being uh, dissatisfied with myself, uh, with certain parts of my marriage. I just allowed it to... Uh, I just kind of said, well, fuck it, um, which is not a good attitude to have. <laughs> so uh, I started drinking a fucking ton um, while I was at work. I was drinking every day. Um, we'd go out after work to keep drinking. Um, it was a lot. I mean, not not necessarily more than I've done in other points of my life, but this was very intentional, this moment. Uh, that led me to making some real dickhead decisions. Um, I was unfaithful on my wife and hid it from basically everybody. Um, I hid it to the point that the guilt and shame, and I've talked about this a little bit, the guilt and shame caused me to be physically ill day after day after day after day. Uh, we, we only have the capacity to keep so much guilt and shame and Really, we only have the capacity to keep so much negative personal emotion before it, like, wrecks us physically. We'll become ill, uh, like, literally ill, sick. Um, You can develop cancers. You can drive yourself to nausea every day. Like, it, that sort of internal chaos really does change your biological makeup. And so... I had driven myself into a place of being so embarrassed and full of guilt and shame that I was physically ill every day. I was throwing up every single morning. Um, I was really, truly, I got to a point where I was having to drink in order to free myself from myself. Um, And that is a scary place to be. The worst part of the whole thing is that Mr. Vulnerability over here hid it and lied about it uh, in great length. Uh, most of that was just out of embarrassment. Most of my hiding and running and lying was just, it just simply was out of embarrassment. Uh, I had become a a version of myself that I promised myself I would never be. I was doing things that I swore I would never do. Uh, I broke my own code and I didn't fucking know how to deal with it. And so when you, when, when experiencing that kind of uh, I'll call it trauma because even uh, it, it is in fact inflicting trauma onto yourself, even though you're doing it to somebody else as well. Uh, I began to pull away, you know, uh, physically and emotionally even further. 
out of my marriage, we some shit fell apart and we moved back to Arizona. Um, we went through a stint of counseling where, uh, to be really fair and honest, I think I was really engaged initially um, in the process of counseling and then I, I disengaged. Um, and we I ended up, uh, I left October of 2017. I think is the the time. Um, so I moved out October of 2017, moved out from being, uh, in a home with my wife, my then wife and my kids. And, um, it was very, very, very challenging for me. Uh, my son had a routine where every morning he would run to my side of the bed and kind of shake me to wake me up. Uh, tears. And I'm, I missed that so much, even just initially, uh, because it it was so it was such a sweet thing that I got to experience at the beginning of my day every day, uh, and so you you initially grieve some of the pattern of being a part of the entire family unit, uh, or I did. I started to grieve that. I moved into a house with a couple of my friends who were very gracious to let me take up one of their rooms and allow my kids to be with me fifty percent of the time in their house, uh, which was very gracious. So fast forward 19 months, an enormous amount of time, uh, and our divorce was finally final, finally final, (laughs) about a week and a half ago. And I know that there's freedom for both of us to actually be through that process, uh, to be finished with some of the fighting and some of the back and forth and some of the details. I know that there, there really is freedom for both of us there, uh, and, it, it almost is a new level of acceptance that uh, we were separated for almost two years. Uh, and so for it to be final, it really is a breath of fresh air, but it also is like just this realization of like, oh, this, this moment is really over. Uh, this thing really doesn't exist anymore. And that, that can do one of two things to a person, I think. Um, it can cause them to to go really far one way or really far the other way. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, self-destruction and self-worth. Uh, typically, coming to grips with something leads us in one of two directions. It either leads us into ourself or it leads us away from ourself. And uh, this, I'm very fortunate, I guess, in this that I choose to put in the work and the time and the energy these days to, uh, this, this last week and a half has really brought me into myself. I, I spent, I don't like to spend time at home alone. It mainly because it's fucking boring (laughs) and I'd rather be out doing shit with people that I enjoy. Uh, but this past weekend was a weekend where I didn't have my kids and I spent more time at home by myself than maybe ever in my life in the course of three days. And it was great. Uh, it really was great. It, it gave me the chance to just find some contentment in and of my own existence without having to put on a show or be the life of the party or spend an ass ton of money drinking or any of the things that I normally do. It allowed me to just sit and it was really nice. Uh, and, and this thing for me is equivalent to self-worth. 
Uh, I have said multiple times in the past few weeks that self-worth uh, is the compounding... Uh, what, what the hell do I say? Compounding expression? I don't know. It's when you do <laughs> make... Uh, uh, when you compound actions and decisions that are good for you. Uh, the compounding effect of positive actions and decisions. Woo! Man, I almost lost that one. Uh, self-worth is the compounding effect of positive actions and decisions and decisions can be actual or just mental, uh, making decisions about something for me, um, choosing to think differently while they end up being verbs, right? Like we end up acting on these decisions, but I think what I mean when I say the compounding effect of positive decisions and actions is you have to first decide here that you're worth whatever the action is going to be, right? Uh, that action can be withdrawing from something. It can be pouring into something. It can be a moment of diligence uh, where you overcome procrastination. It can be a moment of sobriety. It can be just getting a really great night of sleep. It can be watching six hours of a new show. It can be dreaming up a new vision. It can be really anything. Uh, for me, it's a lot of self-talk. It's a lot of positive, not positive. Um, I mean, it is positive, but for me, it's a lot of self-talk. It's a lot of being willing to understand and continue to re-understand myself, my intentions, my desires, my thoughts. I am wildly more content with myself as a human today than ever before in my life. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of how the last year and a half has gone or year and a half plus has been real stressful. Um, financially it's been really stressful for me. I think I shared some of that recently, uh, where I was jobless for all through all of the holidays last year, got myself into a fuck ton of debt and I'm just now digging out of it. Um, like I don't have the financial stress that I have had the most of the last year and a half. Um, the stress of the fighting with my ex-wife is not there. Uh, we have found a, a time and space to co-parent what seems to be very well and very healthy again. Uh, we, we had lost some of that and we're fighting a lot. And, uh, you know, that is the stuff that affects the kids. I mean, divorce always affects people and always affects the kids, but I think it's the the negative uh, energy, for lack of a better word, between two parents that really fucking weighs on the children. And so uh, I've worked very hard. I believe that she's worked hard to come to a place where we understand one another, uh, where we're willing to say we don't always have to agree, but we can, but we can move in the same direction for the betterment of the kids. Um, so, you know, we... <clears throat> we're trying to co-parent and coexist in a way where we, where we have a family, um, which is her and my two children and me. And that family is separate. And that family does things that are consistent though. We, we, we parent in similar ways. Um, our schedule, it, we have it on a, a very good routine. Like there's not a lot of chaos for my kids. There really, really isn't. Um, the, the challenge of co-parenting and coexisting and all of this stuff can come in. Uh, <laughs> it, 
it honestly can end up showing itself in how you parent. Like that, I think that's the real struggle. The real struggle um, is, of life as being a parent is getting through your own stress and through your own chaos and still being able to treat your children well. So I know that there are times even when, hold on, I'm going to take a drink of coffee. There are times that when, when things weren't good or healthy between my ex-wife and I, or in my financial situation, I wasn't parenting as well. The stress is fucking so chaotic that I'm not thinking about myself and I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm just thinking about the fucking chaos and the stress. And so what I'm, what I am finding some of what this episode is about is really kind of a holistic, like if you have gone through divorce or separation, if you have children, if you have to co-parent, uh, if finances are any sort of stress or issue, this episode is for all of us. <laughs> Cause I, that's so many of us that, that experience this, uh, the, the key in my experience, what I'm learning is to alleviate as many of the stresses as possible. For me, that, that came from an ass load of diligence to uh, start my business that I'm running now, to fight like hell to get to a place of equal financially um, and then rise above that. That was one of my things. Uh, I just had to work my fucking ass off the last three months to build the foundation of a business that can carry me for an infinite amount of time uh, should I allow it. So that is one thing that has been very helpful for me to recognize and realize in how I parent my kids, uh, how I respond in the co-parenting situation. Uh, The other thing is just finding peace in the parenting. It's very, very difficult. I know that most couples uh, that go through divorce or separation are unable to find a real peace amongst themselves. And I'm not suggesting that my ex-wife and I have a perfect peace between us, but we have an understanding that the baseline of the understanding is that the betterment of the children come first and our bullshit goes second. And we've, we, we sort of ebb and flow through that just like every, you know, everybody will, uh, it's not, it doesn't always function that way, but it functions that way most of the time. And for that, I'm really, really grateful. So those two things allow me to parent better. They allow me to be more present. They allow me to be less disengaged. Uh, they, I guess those things are the same. <laughs> they allow me to uh, be a little bit softer and sweeter and not so reactionary with my children. When that, that stress and chaos relationally, financially, etc., uh, when your self-worth is low, when you're not taking the time and energy to make positive decisions and actions that are good for you, that give you a sense of foundational worth, we are quicker to snap at our children. We are quicker to cause conflict. We are more, uh, more reactionary at life as opposed to going after life. We let life sort of come at us and then we respond to it, uh, proactivity, you know? And so in, in all of this process, but learning how to be a little more proactive in life in the midst of all of the chaotic things that uh, we have to overcome as humans, self-worth has really been the thing that has been my, my motivator. Uh, and here's why it's been my motivator. I really do believe that there is a vast difference between confidence and worth. I am wildly fucking confident. If you know me at all (laughs) or have ever interacted with me, 
you probably pick up that I'm extremely confident in my abilities, in my skills, in my appearance, in my parenting, in almost everything that I do. I'm pretty fucking confident. And if I'm not that confident in it, I probably don't do it. <laughs> so, uh, so confidence is, is a silo of life that I think some of us run from because we're afraid of being uh, arrogant or egotistical. I think we're afraid of being uh, put into a box that maybe we don't fit in. Fuck the box. I know that when I wake up in the morning and I get ready, almost every day I look at myself in the mirror and I go, damn, you're handsome as fuck. <laughs> and I do that as a, as a practice, A, because I believe it, and B, because if, I, if, I'm, if I'm an asshole to myself, it doesn't make it any better. Me over, over analyzing any of my features or over analyzing any of my skills and going, oh man, well, like if my eyebrows were just a little less or like I had a little less gray hair or, you know, like if my bottom teeth were just a little straighter, then I'd be like more handsome. Like fuck that bullshit. None of that actually matters. Being mean to yourself doesn't make you smarter or more pretty or more handsome or more talented. It just makes you meaner to yourself. So part of my practice uh, in life is to compliment myself, is to celebrate myself. Uh, when I do something well creatively, I celebrate the shit out of myself. I really do. Sometimes I even congratulate myself. Like I go have a, I go to one of my, any of my favorite bars or breweries and I have a beer to celebrate the thing that I think I just did really well. Uh, again, I think that's okay. I think that it's really healthy, but let me differentiate this sort of confidence that I'm talking about and self-worth. Confidence is, is a silo. It is saying, I am good at these things or I am these things. That doesn't always make us feel worthy of other people's time, attention, energy, affection, etc. Being confident does not translate always to us feeling worth other people's time, energy, space. I feel worthy of mine, but I don't always feel worthy of other people's. And that's where self-worth really uh, starts to be a hindrance because what we, what self-worth allows us to believe is that I am worth peace. I am worth living a life that's low stress. I am worth doing the hard work to make the money to, to survive, to succeed. I am worth gaining and retaining clients. I am worth, uh, I don't know what your situations are like, but I am worth, uh, be having a relationship that is satisfying and fulfilling. I am worth having friends that really appreciate me. I am worth having people in my life that will show up for me. And a worth, a confidence doesn't necessarily create that, but worth does. So if uh, you don't have to be a parent or have gone through some fucking tragic divorce or separation for any of this to make sense, I don't think. But if you are, uh, it is likely that the the feelings of failure and guilt from the divorce or the separation or ruining the family unit or feeling like you're totally fucking up your children or whatever it is can be really heavy and it can be a lot and it can diminish our self-worth. We may still be confident in certain abilities or in our appearance or whatever, uh, but it diminishes our self-worth. And so what I'm encouraging us to do, all of us, is fight hard for a few things. Fight hard for peace. 
Fight your ass off for peace. Yes, I know that I said it that way on purpose. (laughs) Fight your ass off for peace. Find peace in your relationships. Find peace with your ex, uh, your ex wife, husband, partner, spouse, whatever they were to you. Um, Find peace in that. You don't have to like them. You don't have to always get along. Find peace there. Find peace with your children if you have them. Find peace with the person who stares at you in the mirror. Learn how to wake up alone and and enjoy it. Learn how to find the satisfaction of your own breath, your own energy, your own creativity, your own intelligence, your own thought process. Find peace in and of those things. The other thing that I'll encourage you to do is work your ass off. Work. When, when, you, when you regain life, uh, I have five days, uh, half of my time, I don't have my children, which is sad and it sucks. It also is an opportunity for me to work harder and to do more and to do better. So fight your ass off to work hard, to make the life that you dream of possible. Because I think most of us have the ability to do that. Whether you're an employee, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether it doesn't really matter what subset you fall into. I think we all have the ability to work our ass off in a way where we create the life that we dream, or at least partly. We at least have the ability to dream, to create enough of the life that we have peace. Uh, And the third thing that I'm going to ask you to fight for is your worth. Uh, start with confidence. If confidence is difficult, start there. But self-worth is, uh, is the compounding effect of positive actions and decisions. Don't allow yourself to hurt your own self. Don't allow yourself to make decisions that are going to destroy you. Instead, take a breath, take a moment. Go. If, if the thought of doing something really harmful for yourself uh, comes into your head, go take a fucking shower, go take a walk, go write a poem, go ride a bike, go take a swim. I don't, don't give a shit what you do. Pull yourself out of the moment physically and go do something else and come back to yourself later. Hopefully that thought will have escaped and you'll go, holy fucking hell, that would have been terrible. Um, on the adverse side, fight to do things that are good for you. Uh, for me, Oddly enough, um, I bought fucking 48 cases of (laughs) flavored soda water uh, because really most of the time I just like the experience of opening a can. So one thing that I've done for myself is I've been drinking an ass load of soda water uh, to drink less beer, not because I want to drink less beer, but because I don't want to get fat. Um, So soda water works. Uh, So there's things like that, diligence, overcoming procrastination, any of these things, um, working out, if that's something that would would add to your self-worth, do things that add to your worth and make you feel like a valuable, valuable investment for somebody's life. So that you feel like when somebody shows up into your life that you know you're adding not just value, but you're investing something that has so much worth into somebody else's life friends, partners, etc. And without having that value of worth, we don't we we don't get what we should get out of life. We sacrifice for we sacrifice ourselves for our own comfort, for our own 
whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and then in return, we feel bad about it. We make poor decisions and it's just this really shitty fucking cycle that I think we can fix with just a little bit of intentionality, making the decision first that we're either going to do the the thing that is good for us or not do the thing that is shitty for us, acting on that and doing that over and over and over and over and over in a slow, 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 slow way called life. Because all of life is a really long, hard, uh, sometimes tormenting process. And so in the idea of building self-worth, after coming out of tragedy, like relational tragedy, um, a new situation like becoming a single parent, a new situation like being unemployed, a new situation like being divorced or single for the first time in however long, um, we, we have to as humans who choose to do better for ourselves and for our kids and for the future of the people that we uh, impact, we have to do these little things that that create this worth. And it has to take a really long time because life is a long journey. Um, none of this shit is going to fix today or tomorrow. So it's a long process. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Uh, I thank you guys for listening. This is by far the longest individual episode I've done, but I knew that it was going to be because I had touched on so many topics. Instagram, hold on one second. I'm going to turn off the actual podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Share it. Talk about it. Post it. Something. Appreciate you, and we'll do this again next week. See ya.